And the reason we, he's often, it's in some of his, uh, it's, it's some of the writing, he says, wait and watch. Why do we wait and watch, wait on these things and watch them? He says, because if we watch long enough, we might understand more about them. I know, right, you feel like, but I'm going to do right, you I'm going ဟုတ်လာနိုင်လို့ဟောင်းလဲဆိုတော့ဒီမကောင်းတဲ့ 
ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่ไม่
Because the yogi has performed, the yogi has done his job, he's been mindful, but he has not acknowledged how the work has impacted. He has seen the, the mind go from chaotic to karma, but he doesn't know what he did that changed the process. What? So again, we come back to this. Sienna, so we're talking about object and knowing, right? The orientation of our normal, natural orientation is to what is happening, the object, what is being seen or observed. We forget how we are observing. How we are observing. So Sienna's answer. To the yogi had been, he said, "You are doing right." <laughs> he said, "Because he said if you had done it wrong, you would not have got peaceful in three or four days." Well, I, may I? Yeah. Um, I and I, I think I am practicing at home, and I've been, I've read all of his books twice. Okay. So I, I think I'm, I'm doing it correctly, but I, I, I don't know. I think just I work. I'm still working. I want to keep working, but maybe it's just the nature of regular life, you know, having to be on time. Sarah says it's all about the way we think. Okay. It's our ideas. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> ตัวตัวอาทุกข์ละมันเลยแล้วเลยเทเนเลยแต่ไม่โอ้อารมณ์เราเวลาบางทีเวลาไม่ตัวเสียอารมณ์เราเช่นนั้นแต่ไม่โ
Um, it's about, you know, the goal is wisdom, and we have to use wisdom in order to get to wisdom, and you know, yeah, it's a process. I just have to be smarter. Yeah. I have to be ဟုတ်တယ်အဒီကဥပဒေတင်တင်ယောဂီတွေအဒ်ဖိုင်းလုပ်တဲ့အများအားဖြစ်ရန်ဒီဖိုကက်စ်လုပ်တာတဲ့
want to understand something, say, or when we want, when we have to do something, we think a lot about it, right? We can get almost obsessive about thinking about something. And the more we think about something, the more we understand how to do that thing, because that's where our mind is, like, centered, right? So if we became all consumed with understanding how to be aware of it, so to become always practicing, then we also have to always be thinking of how to practice. Mm. And the whole environment, everybody's practicing. So the mind is like, it is constantly reminded that practices this, 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 this environment, is, is the path here. Um, but what happens when you're at home? How much do we think about how to practice? Yeah. He says, he says, even if we had a practice about, you know, like once in the morning, once at night, one hour a day, uh, one hour at a time or something, he says, it takes so much effort, mental effort to get us to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I sit today? <laughs> Is there an excuse to not sit today? <laughs> That's why we find it difficult to to make that. He says, if as we live at home, our mindset was just as if we were in spirit rock mm-hmm. or MS or whatever, he said, then we would be practicing at home too. Because it's no, just a mind. No, no spirit rock. Spirit, spirit house. Spirit house, he said, not spirit rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> spirit home. Yeah, spirit home. <laughs> And if you were practicing and aware, but also focusing in your everyday interactions, also. Oh, I told you, Oh, oh. It goes without saying. ก็ไม่ใช่ไม่ได้ก็ไม่ใช่ไม่ได้ก็ไม่ใช่ไม่ได้ก็ไม่ใช่ไม่ได้ก็ไม่ใช่ไม่ได้ก็ไม่ใช
Det kan jeg måske lade gøre dig om. Det er sådan, det er okay. Jeg er det er en ting, at du har at give det til dig. Det er fejl med, at du har at give det til dig. 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 มโนกันผิดเอาจีแล้วเบอายุเนี่ยไต่ๆแล้วก็ตรงมาอายุสงยอมเนาะอ่ะอุ้ยอายุอัพไซต์ตรงแล้วอ่ะดีดีดีโป
but would deliver an understanding of the benefit of each action it takes. Doing now, choosing my doing, choosing to do. And even thinking becomes like you know thinking where we are um, consciously um, making the effort to think about something. He says the mind then stops wanting to waste its energy on thoughts that are fruitless. And we'll put in the energy to think about things that are fruitful. He says, for example, you know, if you're at that stage, you know, you, you sometimes we have thoughts, and just the thought creates some like burning in the mind. He says, would we want to continue that sort of thought? <coughs> Right now, we don't really have a choice, right, sometimes. But sometimes, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. There are people who can't sleep because they're overwhelmed by uh, such thoughts. But the people who don't have a choice, they don't have a choice. 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 They don't but if there was understanding about the nature of thinking and its connection to emotions and a very deep understanding, um, he says then the mind will have a choice. Because of the understanding, then when it sees that this is not a, a positive train of thought or consequence, then then it has a choice because it understands. Yeah. He says we so often now, um, as yogis, we don't want to have thoughts. We think that thinking is not helpful to meditation. And he says, but it's so important to know our thoughts. Because Because thoughts have such a huge influence on us. So we should, in fact, know each and every thought that we have. So that they don't just, you know, like... And if every thought we had was a wholesome thought, he says we wouldn't ever even need to watch read our version. <laughs> you know, right? I forgot our version chair. Now we have to look so hard. Are you robot? Those are the Google. Are you mad? Yeah, but where does all this greed and aversion start? He says from wrong thought, from wrong view, delusion. Yeah. Now we don't, we, Yogi's tendencies is not to learn to become skillful at understanding thought and thought process. Yogis are trying to suppress thought or not have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yogis think that it's nice to not have any thinking in the mind and to just be quiet. <laughs> but that's not the objective. That's not the end of the room. It's not even He says that's Aversion and craving, mm-hmm. and so I, 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 um, 
I can watch the aversion, but what I'm watching for is for it to go away. <laughs> I don't know how to watch aversion and craving in a way that would be useful. Mm. Mm. So ตัวนี้อาจจะเลยไซต์ที่เกิดอ่าตัวนี้อาจจะเลยอาจารย์ Physical, the awareness needs to be quite established. He'd say the awareness needs to be strong. Um, and seriousness in the beginning, we might not find that our mindfulness is very established. And then, if we try, if we're trying to deal directly with the mind at that time, it can be quite challenging. It's it's like you know something is slipping through your fingers. It's quite difficult to. He says, and how do we strengthen that awareness? How do we establish it? He says, use something neutral. Use something more solid, like the body, body consciousness, body awareness, and build the continuity of the awareness. That establishes it, and that strengthens the awareness. Because once awareness is happening more and more continuously, it becomes stronger and stronger, because it's getting more rooted in the mind. Right? The legacy of awareness is Mm. So he says then, when there is more of this, this strength being built up, then he says you begin to challenge yourself by, by attempting to then face the mind and you know, the difficulties we, we have with the mind, anxiety or the aversion to it. Um, and we, we uh, challenge ourselves to face it every now and again. And again, you know, when you can't, then you go back to your solid neutral to build up awareness again. And right do that, you do. And he says, when we are trying to, whether it's the mind or the body, he says, we always have to remember to check on the way of watching with the right attitude. You know, like you're noticing that you're watching to make it go away. So, um, so when you watch body object to try and build awareness, you still have to be careful that greed is not coming into into that. Identify my own. You like me, but I kept on. You kept on. And the very strong point here, he said, is um, the sense of identification that you need to fix your problem. You know, I, I have anxiety, I want to be rid of anxiety. And he says, and not to think of it so much as belonging to you, but as a force of nature. You know, this, this is anxiety. Um, and the power, the power. Anxiety has its nature. It has its characteristics. It has a job description. You want to understand this, this its job description, how it works, what it does. Um, it's like you're an auditor coming to watch the person work. You know. I I do it at the job description. Yeah. Yeah, Western areas I do it. 
but <laughs> what I find is it's wholesome, but it's a lot of useless, trivial thoughts and rubbish, or sometimes <laughs> it's nothing bad, but it's, it's still... What, what is wholesome? The awareness or the thoughts? The thoughts. Uh, I mean, whatever I'm thinking, uh, uh, like when I look at a person, then I see, oh, my judgment is I think then I don't judge it. But... Uh, <coughs> when you see a judgment is arising, you stop the judgment? No, I just say, oh, so I'm judging. Okay. And then it fades away. Now I lost my train of thought. But, so, but most of the time I find it is so trivial that I don't even find any room for investigation. And the related question is when I do find myself judging, then is that what you call insight? This I'm applying wisdom to awareness. Is that what it is? When I catch myself judging or I think I'm being greedy or aversive? To what? To the dishia karachi. ไปชาเลยแล้วมันจะดีไม่เชื่อเนี่ยเลยเออถ้าเราดูตัวดีชีเอ่อกูดูรอบเพียงเลยรู้เปล่าแต่มันก็จะดีอยู่ตัวเรา
which is like, this is what the mind does. The mind thinks things, you know, uh, things pop up here and there and so on. And then he says, when you notice something like anger or a judgment or something or, or greed, and then it falls away, he says, there's two reasons why it could fall away. One is that it's so trivial that when you bring attention to it, it just, it has no power because the awareness has no power. And that's not wisdom or insight. Um, sometimes it's because there's a realization, oh, this is really not a helpful thought. I don't need to think this anymore. And it falls away because of the realization. But whether it is because of one or the other, only you can tell because you see what goes on in your mind. So whether the thought stays or goes really is irrelevant. It does not matter to the practice at all whether your thoughts stay or go. Uh, what the only thing of importance in the practice is whether any realization arises, and it could arise even if the thought stays around. Mm. And investigation is like you know we can't sort of hanker after investigation either. If there are only little things happening, we just accept that as it is because that's what it is. Right? We're just watching things as they happen. Um, investigation will happen when there is a reason for, invest- for investigation. No, I <laughs> it may apply to this also, but I spend a lot of time, or waste a lot of my time daydreaming. So, Sarah says, put more, um, like, more commitment. The book of Ekuman and the book of Sanauji. You're probably also, and Sarah warns against this for, for, you know, for yogis at the beginning. He says, when the mindfulness is not established enough, you cannot watch thoughts continuously. Yes? It's a nice idea, but when you cannot differentiate the real the reality from the concepts in the thought, we just get lost in the concepts. So the point of watching thinking is to recognize that the mind is thinking, so there's a reality at work, uh, not to look at the story in the thoughts, uh, although that will be known as well. And he says, if you find yourself getting lost in thought a lot, he says the thing is to come back to something grounding and very solid and sure. So rising, falling, breath, sitting, touching, whatever, you know, whatever physical object that you're used to, come back to that and, and grow the awareness, come back to alertness, not just like this. Yeah. We are only, only ever able to watch thinking continuously when there is the understanding that mind is mind. And that's, that's an insight that this is mine. And when you have that, then you can watch mine and not get lost in mine, in, in the contents of the of, of the mind, you know, in the conceptualization. That's that's another other uh, otherwise we are just acknowledging it every now and again. We are not watching the mind continuously. He says when we think the stories that the mind tells the stories are always about the past or the future, right? But the mind is thinking in the present moment. 
If you know mind, it's happening in the present moment. If you know something is past or future, that's the story. That's not mine. Oh, go up. Yeah, I told you that. You see a pissing, the real nature of pissing real life. So, um, but the practice of meditation is about recognizing that process of mind in the present moment. The present moment, the mind is doing this, doing this, doing this. ไม่ทําเยอะไอ้สิ่งนั้นเลยเซ็งค่ะบ่ได้เซ็งเนี่ยเอาพี่ผิดอ่ะพี่ผิดอ่ะสิเออดิวิโอเปียวไลท์เด
So rather than think that you're suppressing or whatever, Seattle says, you need to see right that he says what you are missing is um, your thoughts. Because um, so there's pain. You know the, what's happening in the you, you know the mind is watching. What is the mind's idea about what's Suppressing happening right now? Yeah. What is the mind's idea about what's happening right now? And if there was any suppression, you would be able to feel that sense of suppression because you'd be trying to, you know, <laughs> hold out against the pain. But um, if there's none of that, none of that, then. What is the mind's thinking? You, you can almost guess that your mind is probably in a state of right attitude. What is that right attitude like? You need to go in and see what is, what is the mind's like atmosphere, what, what is its like, like, um, approach to what's happening right now, what has been doing to get you know, to this point. You need to investigate all these elements of coming to that point and that point itself, how it's unfolding. So it has nothing to do with effort and everything to do with attitude. Okay? And the converse when you're having pain and you say sometimes like it's really terrible, you check again. So before, what were the thoughts, attitudes, blah blah, and now what is the thought attitude approach? So this this recognizing of you know the the how we are being aware the the um like the the little ideas that that subtly tell us how to practice you know he says in the end this is all that matters because this runs the show mm -hmm. and we need to get to it eventually we need to make the habit of checking in to see oh it's going well now but why is that how is the mind thinking that's making it all okay now and then when it's not going well what is the mind thinking that's I, making I say go, and if we don't see these minds these thoughts and how they work he says we will always have doubt because we don't know why things are how they are. Yeah, but when we see it ourselves, then we have the complete picture. If we only see the experience, he says, um, then we are always doubtful about why it's like that. You know, um, is it because the teacher said so? If it, it, you know, it's somebody else's answers and that's never complete for us. But if you saw how we were watching, that will give <laughs> there was a second part to your question after you talked about the pain. Oh, is there, uh, it's still related to effort. I was, you know, uh, but I think sorry. It's the true effort of routine is out of Those are your out of your routine. Sienna is very concerned about yogis who think that 
Um, sitting with pain is about like gritting your teeth and bearing it. That's nothing to do with watching pain. You know, it's not about putting up with it or tolerating it or sitting along periods. That, that's not the point at all. Yeah. He says, uh, right effort is not directed at becoming more and more able to sit longer. He said, that's just habit, you know? If you train yourself to sit longer, you will just become able to sit longer because the body gets used to it. That has nothing to do with right effort. Right effort is, a, is about gearing the mind to understand it in the right way. You know, understand it. In Burma, yogis often describe their experience when they're having pain. They tell Seattle, I, I try my best to put up with it and watch it. And Seattle's like, no, don't do that. Don't try to put up with it. I don't, that's not what he wants. It's more honest and real to accept and acknowledge that I can't bear the pain. And so I need to make myself comfortable. <laughs> this is how you're <laughs> sitting <laughs> once while <laughs> in the meditation hall, thumbs up and everything. I asked you, what were you doing at that time? And all this way, I was putting up with the pain. Let my tongue in at you. The thumbs were up because it was really funny. <laughs> He likes to walk around at 3 o'clock and watch people's faces, look at what they're do, you know, doing in their sitting, and then in the interview he'll ask them, he <laughs> tells them you were doing this, what was going on? <laughs> Some people, he says, they're like that. <laughs> and then Yogi said, he had a pain in the back, so he was trying to watch the pain. <laughs> 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 his eyes are closed, but his, his, head, his head is like turned over his shoulder. <laughs> Almost like following the direction. <laughs> Some people are bent over their knee because they but to watch watch the pain in the knee <laughs> with their eyes closed. Because he finds the, the practice of meditation interesting and he finds it interesting to ask people what they were thinking or what was their motivation for doing something while they were practicing. And, and this has been his habit since he was young, you know. Not only his practice is interesting, other people's are interesting because it reveals how the mind that's also his main aim when yogis speak to him is to catch what was in the yogi's mind. What was the yogi thinking that brought the yogi to that point? So that's why there needs to be this dialogue. Because when we speak, our words sometimes betray 
our thoughts that sometimes are invisible to us or are known to us. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Burmese, there's a, there's a saying that behind the words, the Dhamma lies there. So, uh, sorry, uh, she, there's a second part to the question. But oh, uh, it's still, it was still really into efforts. I mean, if, you know, like, trying to watch too many objects. Oh yes, that's why right. getting yeah. <laughs> yes. he, he, he said this in the morning, so like uh. yeah. So effort is not about following all the objects, services. Mm-hmm. So again we're remember object and knowing, stay with the knowing. So don't follow the objects. You don't know investigate. Investigate the objects. Don't investigate. Mm, no, 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 don't investigate. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. First, we are aware. Then we become aware of a lot of things. We still need to keep practicing until this becomes very sharp, strong, stable. Is 
are not individual feelings and not individual emo uh, experiences mm -hmm. but that they're forces of, not quite sure I understand the forces of nature but what that made me think about is that well, they're not personal you mean. that's right they're not personal what made me think about is my helplessness yes. in in dealing with a friend yes. whose daughter 21 year old daughter was killed by a falling tree mm. and um, I don't know how to address that issue with him. Mm -hmm. He's not a practitioner. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know what to do. And, and just the whole force, force of nature and the itching and the sadness and the falling tree, I mean they're all so different, you know, pain and anxiety and Difficulty and itching, sadness and murder—it's all different. And I feel it's all like forces of nature, mm -hmm. different from the knowing mind. And I, I think I understand mm -hmm. the knowing mind needing to know the object, mm -hmm. and that the object is a force of nature. It's that force of nature that seems to be embedded in my understanding in all objects that yes. we think about yeah. that I'm not sure I understand. So that's partly my question. Okay. But I think I think the larger part of my question is I really need help in how to address this friend. Yeah. 
who is going to ask me about this retreat. He's going to ask you what? about this retreat and my experience, and and I feel nervous to talk about the tree falling as a force of nature. That's the opt- I'm, I'm getting a lot of stuff mixed up. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally I'm, understand. I'm, I'm, I think I'm slowly unraveling. Really yeah, I, and I apologize for that, but that's just my mind in this moment. ไม่ก้องเนี่ยหายไม่ก้องเนี่ยเอ็กซ์เพรียร์ก็ได้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ตัวนี้ต
So for example, Seattle says now in Nepal there's been a huge earthquake, so many people have died. It's sad. And what he understands is, yes, it's sad that people have have died. It's tragedy. Um, everybody will feel sad. But this is nature. Sadness is a force of nature. Um, and everybody who's hearing this news has some feeling about it. So feeling is nature. And he says, our work is to then watch this feeling. Watch this feeling so that we understand the nature of feeling. And when we understand this, that we are what, you know, what's happening in this mind and this body, the process, when we understand these processes, then it's easy to explain it to somebody else. Greed is nature. Aversion is nature. Everybody has greed. Everybody can experience aversion. But they don't happen all the time. We're not always in a We're not always in a state of greed. They're all a set of conditions. They're all conditioned. As in, some things arise and condition the experience of greed. Some things give rise to greed. Some things give rise to the experience of aversion. And it causes an effect. The it causes an effect. The yeah. There's a process in the mind that leads to the arising of the experiences of greed, aversion, uh, delusion as well. This process, it's a cause and effect process. One thing leads to another to another. Several things need to come together to for every effect. This process is what we call nature. The nature we're talking about is that everything is a process that has its own laws. So we begin, then begin to understand that everything happens because there was a reason for it to happen. Several conditions came together and that one thing happened. It's never one thing that leads to one effect. It's always a set of conditions coming together at precisely the right moment that leads to that one effect. If any of those conditions had not been met, that one effect would not have happened. There is a meditation center here. There are so many things need to come together. There has to be teachers, there have to be students who want to learn. There have to be there has to be money for food, there has to be people to cook, you know, there has to be the logistics, the support. So many things need to come together, you know. Um, and then a retreat can happen. It's the same for everything else. Mm. Okay. Mm. One more in this group, yeah. Uh, uh, this retreat, initially I felt, let's say now, <laughs> I've just been falling asleep today in two of the sits I went to, um, like totally out. I was so curious and attentive, I thought. and. Um, they didn't even know what, what happened. What came over me? Yeah. Like, where did that come from? And then when I thought, oh, that just happened for the first two days of the cheats. And then 
He did it again. He did it. I did it. It happened again. Um, and I'm. And I feel sort of like I've had it before, and I'm just gonna go by. But is there something I should know? Uh-huh. Okay. And then another question too. Um, it's sort. Of, I think it's already been answered in a way, but. Um, Grief is a big thing. I noticed something today and I said, God, there's that grief again coming up. So I'm averse to it. Plus I'm having grief. But I just realized to label to label it. I wasn't recognizing my actions as grief okay. earlier. Mm. Your actions as being motivated by being grief. Correct. Yeah. Mm. ตัวอ่ะดีเตยะมาตัวเพิ่นแล้วสรุปตัวไอ้ตัวเปียวอ่ะนะนะขาผิดเลยนะทายมาผิดเลยอ่าก้าวเลยบ่ตัวตัวต
mindful. And suddenly he realized he was just thinking he was mindful. He wasn't mindful. <laughs> some same thing. Yeah. So he, uh, he told Sierra about it and Sierra said, yes, because when the mind saw that decision to be mindful, the mind then sort of like, uh, it sort of like maybe like sat on its laurels. It's like, okay, I'm going to be mindful. And then it just wasn't on top of it anymore. It wasn't alert anymore. You know? Yeah. And it just, it, it sort of like was in the flow of thinking that it was so in the same way, like, you know, we say we're going to be mindful, learn, watch, and be alert and all that. We say that, we decide that, but then we're not watching how we're watching and and then slowly it fades away but we don't notice. And, and very often, yes, at the beginning of practice, he says we're not skillful at noticing how we're watching. Yeah, we might check so many times and we'll still fall into ditches, but yeah, it's just a matter of practice. Mm. 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 Yeah. So we have to be very careful
Are we first group? First group in here. I need to 
we'll let it watch it and see what's happening and maybe it'll change, maybe it won't, but we'll but see watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. watching and go maybe. Watching the watching does the learning. Helps you to learn. The watching right. helps you to learn. Yeah. Yes, he says, Oh, you're a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. 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 These last comments, they all point in the same direction, but I've been experiencing um, extraordinary, um, pleasurable awareness and being able to be aware of awareness. <clears throat> and then I am, when I get down the hill, I am gripped by greed, and it always is followed by uh, aversion aversion to the overeating, the discomfort, the fat body. And I was just saying, that doesn't count. What counts is this wonderful ability to, for the first time, actually stay in awareness a lot of long, continuously, until I get to the dining hall. <laughs> so I just appreciate that he says, just know it. Just, just know it. Yeah. That's important too. ตัวเนี่ยเอาเสียงไว้เนี่ยโหนี่ก็จะไม่เอาไปสาระขันก็จะแล้วเลยตัวไม่ว่าเอาเลยแล้วปีตัวปรมะลบขึ้นเนี่
ตอนนี้ก็รู้รู้เลยก็รู้กับมาเลยเอ๊ะไอ้ที่มันกว่าจะส่งได้หรอโซนาวโลบาบาโลดอกไปคุณยูยูวอนท์ทูโนว์เด
ตาไม่น่าเลยทาเลยนะครูก็ตบาวะไม่ตบาวะน่าเลยมีตาน่าเลยมีตาตาปิ้วมีติงอ่ะสะจีนปิ้วมีอ่ะเสียกันเลยต